Hi, my name is Aaron McManus, and you are listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. This week, we have something really special. Uh, we decided to kind of dig into the archives. When we first decided to start shooting Battle Ready Podcast in 2020, we were actually in Stockholm, Sweden. We were heading on a trip, uh, me and my dad, and we were doing like a little Scandinavian tour uh, through Sweden and Denmark. We were also in London and the UK and a little bit of Europe and Amsterdam. And we filmed a few of these episodes. So these are not in studio. So a little bit of the audio is messy. You hear the city. We are in this episode. We are actually in the car driving. One of our friends is driving us, Petrus. He is uh, on team at Hillsong in Stockholm, Sweden, and he is incredible. So shout out to that amazing man. And you'll hear you'll hear um, his voice a little bit, kind of correct us on how we pronunciate some some of the Swedish things. But basically, we're in the car. We're talking, and we just wanted to make the most of the trip. We. We get this opportunity to travel a lot, but when you go to Europe in the, the, the dead of winter, it gets really cold, the days are short, so we decided, if you know what, if we're gonna go, we're gonna bring our good friend Austin along, and maybe we could film some of these things. So we're in the car, we're, we're filming, and we talk about environments, we talk about the atmosphere, we talk about what it feels like when you step into rooms and how important that is. This is a very church-focused episode, but, you know, if you're not in the church space, if you're just, you know, in the, the, the mainstream business space, or maybe you're in college, or, or maybe you are, I don't know, a part of uh, a workout group or XYZ, this, I think, applies to every single person, because it does not matter if you work for a church or work for a business or you're a business owner, we all do all things, and this one's really specific to just how to create great environments, how to create an atmosphere that is inviting for people. I talk a little bit about my past and where I came from, um, and my dad kind of breaks down the environments that we walked through in Europe, and it was a really special episode. It's short, it's 20 minutes, and I hope you enjoy it. So subscribe to the Battle Ready Podcast, and you can leave a review on iTunes on the podcast section. You can rate us, and you can give us a review. Talk soon. So we're here in Stockholm, Sweden, and we haven't done a Battle Ready in a while, so we wanted to do one while we're on the road. We've got our guy, Petrus, in the front, part of the team here at Hillsong. What a great place to do a battle ready. I mean, I know the Norwegians claim being the only Vikings, but Sweden are. Uh, it's also uh, the home front of the Vikings and the pioneers, explorers, adventurers that discovered. Uh, Apparently, they discovered the, the U.S. Yeah, but it doesn't count if you it. don't stay. Yes, yeah, because you know, know that the Vikings were more and more humble, so they didn't feel like they needed to put their name on everything. <laughs> but uh, but one of the things, Aaron, that you were mentioning yesterday was. Um, about environments and how do you create environments and um, how do you influence uh, environments where people can have healthier lives and and where there's momentum and creativity and life change and one of the things that really struck me is we're here in, in Sweden and it is uh, what time 11:30 yeah 11:30 and, and it looks like it's um, 8 p.m. and uh, there's just there's no, no light here there's no right. sun and so there really was no sunrise and there'll be no sunset and and I can't imagine being in an environment every day where there's no sunlight can be a little bit depressing, can, can feel a little heavy. But when you walk into buildings here, Aaron, um, the lighting is beautiful. Yeah, it feels like every space inside of a building or a restaurant or a church feels so thought out and such a intention behind the atmosphere and the environment. Even outside, because there's so much darkness in, in the winter months, uh, there's a real careful attention to lights, and it's not just these giant LED or fluorescent lights. There's, there's, it's almost like very carefully placed 
smaller lights to create an environment, create an ambiance. And I wonder um, how many times we think that like the right lighting is just one bright light and rather than creating the ambiance of, of environments and feel and warmth and, and and that's one of the things that I know is really important to you. You, you come I'm to- so OCD that I, you know this because I'll come over your house and I'll walk in the room and start adjusting all the dimmers of the lights. Or you start turning off all the big I lights. I start turning off all the big lights. I, I don't like overhead light. I only like side light. Like I'm so weirdly OCD about the kind of light that I walk into. And even, you know, we'll go to basketball games or, you know, soccer or football games and I can't do like arena lighting. It stresses, it, like it's, it, it actually like evokes like an emotion and like in a mental state. And it's such an interesting concept. But let's just maybe but, turn it a little bit and talking about how to, how to if, if we saw human community and human relationships as the nuance of lighting, how would we begin to deal with environments? Yeah, I think we, I, I think the conversation came up when we were at the, the Hillsong Stockholm offices. Mm-hmm. And we were in this room and it wasn't a big room and there wasn't much in the room, but there was this long, beautiful table and it just immediately like, evoked like community there was music in the background, the lighting was nice, and it was just this one room, and we were laughing, being like, how often do we design things in LA? And we think we're so innovative and cool sometimes, and we think we have one of the best creative teams in the world, but we'll just miss the details in the room. Mm-hmm. And we're in a culture where those little details matter so much because it evoking warmth and family and community is so important to them and to, into so many people here that the room you walk into really does matter if you're gonna it's so cold and so icy outside at times when you walk into a room it's got to feel warm it's got to feel aesthetically beautiful and inspiring and and i don't even know if they think we're probably thinking about it more than they think about it yeah because they're just naturally cool yeah what i was thinking it was that the 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 contrast um creates the environment for creativity like absence demands creativity and so because you have the absence of light you begin to have a, an accelerated or increased level of creativity in the study of light, in the use of light. And it's the same way with, let's say, community. If you are part of, let's say, a, a church and your friends are there and your family's there and you've been there all your life, you forget what it's like to live without community. You forget what it's like to be an outsider that's not connecting. And so you're not paying attention to how you're supposed to be organizing the environment to create warmth and invitation. And maybe that's why sometimes a person who grew up outside of church um, is, is so oftentimes more aware of the environment that needs to be created to create hospitality and warmth and acceptance for the person that's coming for the first time. Yeah, I think even like growing up in church, Dad, we, we were talking about how, because we were both like obsessed with spaces and environments and atmospheres. And, and when you do church, when you when, when I say when you do church, like when you're some you're part of the team that puts on church for other people, you, it, it's an, it becomes something that's second nature. It's something that you, you're always taking notes on. You're always taking photos of details, uh, you know, and, and you're always improving the space. But when you bring friends in who genuinely have never been inside of church, the spaces that they go inside that are communal are such a different environment than a space like church, where you walk into Mosaic or you walk into Hillsong Stockholm, there's a buzz from the moment you walk in. There's a warmth, there's an envi- there's like environmental um, like infusion of energy 
where people are alive and communicating and, and, and talking to each other and there's like a genuine like seeking of how are you and how are you doing and, and what is going on in your life that I don't think most people have ever experienced. And I know that when I've brought friends, they they are so surprised at how electric it can be inside of a church. Where you and where you would really only get those spaces like in a club or in a in a in a really crowded restaurant or you know, you go to places like the Grove or or Times Square in New York and and you it's why people and I it, we talk about this like we're so anti-tourists we would rather drink great coffee read great books books and, and have great conversations with people like people make the city but so many people in the world are are, are tourists yeah you know and I laugh because like I am I'm like I'm 31 and the older I get the more dad moments I have and I'm, I'm not a dad, but like I just pull my phone out and I'm like, I'm gonna have a tourist moment. Just take a photo of this because I think it's cool. And to do what? Like look, look at it alone later. <laughs> but, but I feel like there's so many of the world, there's so many people in the world, they, they base like their entire vacation or work life about around going and seeing these places that all of these other people are drawn to. Like we have these wonders of the world, and it's. We create monuments in order to build community, <laughs> right? I think one of the things that really struck me is that, well, you talked about nightclubs, people going to clubs or places like that, that there's a difference between almost like friendship and fakeness. And like you maybe have fake ship where people- Fake ship? Yeah, where people <laughs> act like they care about you and they act like they're friendly, they act like they're- Fake ship, our new band. Yeah, inviting you into their world. Uh, but. Because I've walked into places where people are almost like overkill on the friendliness, yeah. but it's not doesn't feel authentic. It feels like fluorescent lights, mm. <laughs> and, uh, where it's just too much. But you can't stop looking at it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's also a little blinding and disturbing. And yeah, and and I I think that creating this is the difference in the environment. I think is that when you actually do care about people, the lighting is right. Right. When you, when you express genuine concern and interest in people and you take a moment and you, you do more than say hello, but maybe you get to know a person or, yeah. it's the difference between when someone comes for the first time to Mosaic and they say, and you see they have three kids and you say, hey, the children's area's over there. Um, or saying, hi, I see you have kids. You get to, you, you kneel down, you ask the kids their names. You go, let me walk you over to your classrooms. Yeah, because it changes the environment. It goes from from fluorescent lighting to environmental lighting. So yeah, so true, right? Like it it, it, it becomes more about invoking a feeling than 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 um, requiring a function mm-hmm. out of people. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I just remember early on we were trying to like. Uh, you know, you're trying to coach people and being friendly <laughs> and, uh, and creating a welcoming environment. And I would come and people would be, our volunteers would be lined up in a single file. <laughs> we, we, it looked like the firing squad. Yeah. Yeah. We're shaking people's hands saying, it's going to have you, going to have you. going, hey guys, this feels as inauthentic <laughs> and disturbing as humanly possible. It is, so, it is so important who the first people are when you walk into a space that you meet. And I remember there was uh, a guy in New York when I first kind of like started walking back into church and and he, I think he was the head of a marketing a- agency. He was probably like mid thirties and I cannot remember his name for the life of me, but I've never forgotten his face. And I remember asking him like, what do you do? And he's like, well, I'll, 
all I do is I stand at the door and I shake every person's hand when they walk in. And and I remember like the, this kind of paradox that was created in my brain. This, it was such a, a shift. I was like, oh, you go to a club or you go to, to a restaurant or you go to wherever and the host, you know, it, what does it say when you walk into a restaurant? Wait for the host so they can seat you. And, and then you go to this, this church and there's this guy who's going, hurrying you in, going, come in, come in, come in. This is my home, this is my home, this is my home. Good to meet you, good to meet you, good to meet you. And he was there every week that I was at this church. And I just remember him, like, such a simple function, such a simple task left such a long lasting um, effect on me that, that, that this person would be so committed to just saying hello to people every Sunday. And I think, we talk this dead, like we have, where we've failed at times with, you know, welcome teams or, or, or we have amazing volunteers, but sometimes, you know, they haven't been around church for too long. But then you, you get to this place where our best teams are the parking teams. We have like the nuttiest people who are so energetic and so fun. And so many times our friend's dad will be like, well, the guy at the parking guy, like he was incredible. Like helped me with my kids, helped me out of my car with my bags. And, and I'm like, well, it's just funny that the little things that actually change the way people perceive church. Well, it's not just even church because there are certain places we won't go shopping because the parking is so bad. Or the people are mean. Yeah, yeah. Or, or restaurants where mm. you love the restaurant, but you're like, it's just impossible to get a place to park. Or, and the people are... Have you ever been in a restaurant where you feel like um, you've offended the waiter by being there? <laughs> you know, I've been places where I, I almost felt apologetic that I was making someone uh, um, listen to me as I'm ordering food. Yeah. And it, it is amazing how the food tastes better when, when mm. the people serving you are kind and friendly. And I think of this as a person who is communicating almost every week that when people have stepped into the environment of Mosaic and they've been received with love and acceptance and kindness and authenticity, 90% of the message has already been communicated. Yeah. And I've been made a better speaker because of what they've done. And, and the opposite can be true too, right? The reverse where when a person comes in and it's cold and uncaring and unwelcoming and, and oh, it's not that people aren't doing anything wrong, they're just not doing anything right. I mean, we've had weeks that, when we talk about it, we're like, the, you, you were less about this because you are one of like the best communicators and you don't blame other people, but I blame other people. <laughs> and because and, and I'm not quite there in my communication ability. But it sucks when you know that the team around you has just had a bad week. Like you know, welcome team was small, or 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 it was or or like it was raining outside, and so getting parked and getting inside was tough, and then you or, and then maybe worship had moments where it wasn't strong, you know, and and because even though we have I think one of the best worship teams in the world, like not every week is perfect. Mm-hmm. You like you're building new people, people are, you're taking chances. There's people who mess up, and there's moments, and or maybe there's moments where people just show up and they're just not there. Spiritually or emotionally They've connected. Had a hard week. And had a hard week. But they still are being faithful and are up there. And the, and yeah. And and I and 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 there's moments and we talk about it. We're like, our job as like the team that is the team before you get up on platform stage and, and speak is we have to break down as many walls as possible. Mm-hmm. By the time that you get up there, 
they're they're already feeling at home. They already decided they're going to come back because this has been a great experience. Yeah, so a huge part of, I think, of the dynamic of environments is that the environment can actually cause you to start in the deficit before you even said your first word. Mm. And, um, or the environment can actually set you up for a win because it's also the flip side. Some days your message just isn't that good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but the environment was great. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I look at, you know, I just, even speaking here in Stockholm and, um, and the environment's so great. And Sunday night, I did not, I did not feel that extraordinary, you know, like I did that extraordinary on, on the nighttime. But, uh, but people are probably going to remember a great experience Absolutely. because the environment was so great. Mm-hmm. And it's always nice to know you're kind of surfing on a really big wave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and even if you're not a good surfer, you're, you're going to get carried anyway. Oh, and I, I got, they gave me the chance to, to speak in one of, in the second biggest city in, in What's it Sweden. called? Gotham? Gothenburg. <laughs> Gothenburg. But how do you really say it? It's Utenburg? Yotaboy. Utenburg. Yotaboy, of Yotaboy. 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 And I got to speak there and you know, you, you speak at a you speak at a, a, a great Hillsong campus. They they you're already you're already surfing on a big wave. If you can just stand up and not mess it up, and 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 you you have stepped into a culture that has built a strong worship, strong leadership, strong hosting, strong culture, and then you come in and 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 you already feel like you've been set up for a success. And I would say, as like someone who's young and still on that journey of figuring out how to communicate. Be getting getting one getting to preach anywhere that is a hill song is an honor but two you you realize that like ah oh, this is what it's this is what you should set your guests up for this is the feeling of like you've been handed a win even before you've gotten up and the, even the people like the the campus pastor richard was was just like just hey go go for it go have fun <laughs> and that was it and i don't know if it was like his swedish weird swedish way of encouragement but I felt so encouraged of, hey, there's no way you're going to mess this up. You're just going to be you and do your thing and, and show people about, talk to people about Jesus. And, and I felt so, felt like I got brought into an atmosphere of a win. And I think sometimes we go into Sundays or we go into life, we go into work, we go into businesses, we go into meetings, and we let the environment affect us too much. That's something you've talked to me about so many times that you're like, you're, you're not doing well speaking because you're letting everything else affect you. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember, I've been talking for a long time, but we're going on a drive, so it's good. I remember there was a moment in, in Orange County, in our campus, and it's a new and it's growing, and, and people, and it's a lot of families, like young families, and there was this baby that was just going off. Like, like not even, it was, it was like, it hated me, the child. The, the, this newly born child hated me. And in the past, it was something that would have like really messed me up. And it did mess me up. It was so loud. You had to like acknowledge the fact that this child, there was something going wrong. And I, I didn't know whose baby it was. I didn't even know who it was, but I just, it was so loud. I just looked and I said, Hey, don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. That baby couldn't possibly make me worse. And the whole room laughed and it was like a funny moment. And I said, just hang in like, you know, hang in the aisle if you want to walk your baby. And, and I asked them, what's the baby's name? And they gave me the baby's name. And everyone in the room cheered and we're like, we love babies. And, and you have taught me how to like, how do you turn the environment for a win? Wow. Yeah. Versus how do you let the environment rule you? And I think so many times in life, we let the environment rule us. Yeah. 
and the smallest little factor that is a non-factor just takes over the moment. And I think that's the summary statement, whether it's in an environment like church or in your business or in your family, your home, your relationships, is um, leadership is about creating the environment. And if you're being shaped by the environment, you're not leading. If, if you're shaping the environment, then you're leading. And, and then when you're creating environments where other people are made better, that's when you're leading at an optimal level. And because I, I, I think the goal for us is, you know, obviously you want to have a great environment where people are at their best who are in the public arena, whether they're singing or speaking or doing something public. Mm -hmm. But what you really want is you want an environment where every single person in that space leaves stronger and more courageous and, um, and with a deeper resolve to live the life they're created to live. And you want to create an environment where everyone is elevated. And that, to me, is the, is the goal of leadership. And, and I think early on, when you're, uh, when you're trying to find your leadership muscles, you need the environment to carry you. So but as you develop your leadership muscles, you should be able to step into any environment and begin to carry it. Yeah. And you were so pivotal in that. I remember when we, you know, Mosaic is a fairly young church, if you think about the life time lifespan of a church and, and we were in Hollywood and, and you were introducing new voices and, and something that you really care about you usually take the summers and you kind of introduce over like six to eight weeks and you actually created a midweek and you were having you only spoke at it twice I think I, I, I spoke mean, the first one just to get people there and then after that we had other people speaking you know, that yeah. no one knew yeah and that no one knew and, and I remember you would go up and you would introduce like you, they weren't speaking because you weren't there you were there mm -hmm. and it, which was a horrible experience if you're not a good speaker because speaking in front of you is so terrifying just from personal experience um, and you would go up and you would give this introduction and it was kind of this forward to the book of this person's life and I remember the room would change because you would alter the environment of we're going to lean in, we're going to be a culture of, of learning from anyone. And I think as like young people, sometimes we show up to things going, I deserve a great meal because, you know, and then we look at it going like, you know, if the parking sucked or, or if, you know, there's the whatever, like the bathroom wasn't clean, which, which you, we are so specific about bathrooms, we try to make them as clean as possible. Um, <laughs> the, the environment. But if the environment has one flaw, we tend to go, or the message wasn't what we needed in the moment, we tend to go, well, the meal wasn't worth it. Yeah. I didn't leave full. But when you talk about, like, are you a part of actually developing the environment, which I think you do so well, you show up going, like, I show up because I'm actually bringing something to this space that is infectious to the rest of the room. And I felt like one of the most important things when we had all those uh, new voices, those fresh voices, was after they were done, I would get up and share something I'd learned. Yeah, you and, would fix the message. And I would, you know, <laughs> I wanted people to go, um, we just had a special experience here. And, and, and if they trust my voice, I wanted them to know, hey, I just received something. I just learned something. This was really special mm -hmm. for me. And what it does is it shifts the person who's like, well, oh, that wasn't that great. Or that person's critiquing rather than growing. And, um, and it shifts them in that moment you know, as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Battle Ready Podcast. I think the conversation that we had on environments and atmosphere was really important. I think the idea at the end that I was kind of ranting on, and thank you for sticking with us if you made it to the end. I was out of practice and we're figuring this thing back out and I feel so much more comfortable doing this podcast and even just being in front of the camera eight months later 
but we talked about showing up and being un, being dissatisfied with the meal, being dissatisfied with the environment around us. And I think so often, whether you're young or you're old, we rely on everyone else to create the environment in our lives. And something that I've realized now looking back over this eight months, over these eight months, being in the U.S., being in my city, being in my apartment, being in quarantine, that so much of the environment is on me. What will I bring to the space? How will I fill the space? Will I be insecure in my space? Will I be uncomfortable in my space? Will I be terrified in my space? And eight months later, the conversation I think still stands, and I hope this is a topic we're able to come back to, me and my dad, when he's here with us, doing it in studio in this new season. But either way, whatever environment you were a part of, I hope that you know that you have the power to bring a change to that environment. Thank you for listening. I hope you can write and review, write a review on iTunes for this podcast, Battery Podcast, and I will see you in a few days for the next episode.